Get this passion off. No, I'm getting this passion off, man. Like people. Uh, got what? Hey. Uh, when you get uh, a cease and desist. Uh, give me a cease nah, and desist. Yeah, I'm we, cool. We got more than that Listen, now. what most people understand, there's, there's two different sides of Carl, man. You know what I mean? You're going to get the nice me. You know what I mean? As long as you respect me. But if you come out here with disrespect, then I'm going I'm I'm to give you that energy back. He but was Mom, I was there. I was in I was in the spot. I recognized that that I was in the spot that 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 my household had made an error. So like if I if I'm in the spot, you know what I mean, then I'm gonna correct it. You know what I mean? But that doesn't give you, you know, the 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 just do to just talk to me any kind of way. Like I told you, I mean, listen, we we live on the air yeah, right it's now. Through text yeah, message we, it's too. through, te- it's through text message. It's through text message. You saw me. You know what I mean? I, I'm, <laughs> listeners, I'm gonna give y'all the story. You know what I mean? But but we 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 need to get started. Lex got some things he got to do today. You know what I mean? We gonna we gonna jump into it. You got some neighborly beef going on too. It was gonna be a whole new segment. <laughs> <laughs> we we right here with the neighborly beef today. I, like I, I'm I'm here for it. What I what what my biggest thing is is respect though. You know what I mean? I'm for the jokes. I'm for, you know, setting things straight. You know what I mean? But what I'm not here for is just disrespecting people. I don't care if I don't like somebody. You all right? My mom's just here right now. I'll always give them the same respect no matter what. And I just don't talk out the side of my neck because at any given time, you could provoke somebody. Yeah. Am and, I am I wrong? Yeah, and then if you know, yeah, because, you know, you keep rattling that cage. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to run into. And it, it's so, most of it is so unnecessary. People really in love with them park. Like, I get it. Parking spots is, is essential. It's a big deal. But, like, we supposed to be neighbors. Exactly. Just, like, holler at me. But be neighborly. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to get my shit off today. And I pray to God he probably listened to it. You know what yeah, I mean? You, yeah, you, you were fired up last night. But I'm going to tell you. Oh, Your it, whole energy it, changed. It, it, and happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to you, man! I was having a good time. I was getting my jokes off and everything, man. Yeah, I saw you lay down on the couch. Oh, it was it. <laughs> that was like it. A sad puppy. Oh, because I went. I went. I wouldn't even. I don't want to play no more. I, I was fired up. <laughs> it was like, yo, where where Carl go? Now nah, Carl's going right now. Yeah, he's, I thought, he's, yeah, I thought you left because he was so far behind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he don't want to play no more. He took the ball, and went home. Get it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But listen, man. But I'm I'm gonna get into it. We're gonna deep dive. But let me. We got an episode that we gotta play right now. I mean, that we gotta do right now. So let's just get into it, man. I'm gonna set the tone down, and then I'm gonna tone us back up. Not in the music, but with the <laughs> you, energy. You haven't toned down yet. <laughs> oh, I'm, I've been fired up all morning. Oh, today you might have to use your AK. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I want to thank y'all for listening. This is episode, I believe, 16. I haven't been saying that in the last few episodes. You said 16 like last week. Yeah, I said 16 last week. It was actually 15. I don't care where you at right now. Whether you're at your house, in your car, at the gym, your makeshift gym. Texting your neighbor. Texting your neighbor at your neighbor's house. Congratulations to you. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you hear with us listening. And we're going to groove with these Isley brothers. And I'm in the dark. Rest in peace, Miss Rhonda. Rest in peace to anybody we would have lost. That we did lose. What a loss. I'm fired up. My words ain't even coming out straight. (laughs) Gather yourself, brother. Gather yourself. Freaking it, boy. You worked on that one. I'm on it. I'm getting 
all types of crazy energy today. That's how I'm feeling. Mom's just here in the kitchen making sure we stay safe. Nah, she waiting to hear the story. Oh, she want to hear the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not waiting till Tuesday. I'm gonna make her wait though. Yeah, I'm gonna. We gonna go with yours first. She probably want to hear mine. Yours is way more impactful. It be Hiroshima in this motherfucker. It's me. I promise you. I feel you. And everything is alright. Cause yo, yo, that's your house. Like that's at my mama's house. Like she still got living there. Yeah, she still got my house. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Are y'all playing basketball? Get me on the court and I'm troubled. Oh, but I got a plan for it. Yeah, I'm feeling better already. <laughs> you gotta just start grooving on a Sunday, man. When you're feeling bad, you gotta listen to something that gets you hyped up. Shout out the hall. <laughs> Shout out the Oats. <laughs> I can't go for that. Nah, hell nah. We can't go for that. Nah, we can. No, we can't do. No, can't do. They want to test us. Don't get this song confused. No part of me is pussy. <laughs> At all. They want to mess with the Grown Folks uh, Podcast Network. That's a whole network. That's a whole network. <laughs> Staff, record label, all that. Yeah. I can't go for that. Off your ass. I can't go for that. <laughs> And went to, went to get the groove off. Spent, spent a little money on that mm-hmm. feature. <laughs> Yo, listen, I want to welcome y'all to the You Wasn't Outside podcast. Episode 16 is what I told y'all, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm one of your hosts not doing the most. No laws, Carter. I hope and the mic cuts. No laws, Carter. And no laws, Carter. And just Lex. Just Lex. Just Lex. Just Lex. Uh oh. Phone call coming in. Yeah, answer that. Um, I'm one of your hosts not doing the most normal ass Carl to my right and I have just Lex, aka Tan Brady, aka Pistol Pink. Mm. <laughs> I'm coming hard today, pause. But um How you doing? I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know, aside from you know the mishap from last night, you know, one I wanna definitely wish you a happy birthday. You made it to thirty two years, that is great. Ooh. You about one quarter of the way there next to forty, so that'd be good. In these next 10 years, I need to start seeing your hairline receding, getting a little bit more grays. I feel like God has not blessed you in that department, but has blessed me fully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. How you feel about your birthday? I'm one of those people that's like, you know, not too big into the birthday. It's more that uh, reflection time. Yeah. So instead of like on the new year, I do it on that day where I kind of look back like, 
Am I in a better space than I was the year before? Yeah. And I can say, uh, usually most of the time I can say that, but last year was like one of the first years where I was like, nah, like I, I felt totally regressed, like wasn't in a good spot. You know, I mean, you was with me that night too. You know, I wouldn't, it, the energy was off. It was just, I was in a bad mood. just wasn't right. And yeah, as messed up as this whole year was, I can definitely say I'm in a better space right now and, and on all levels and yeah. You pride yourself in like having purpose or like yeah, I constantly just, moving? Yeah, you know, you always want, you know, every day you wake up, I just need to be a little bit better than I was yesterday. And then you do that long enough, that's when the big strides are making. Yeah. And so when you get to 32, if you constantly doing that, by the time 42 happens, I'm going to be on a whole different level. Right, right, Get, right. Getting old is the plan, right? That is the plan. So, uh, yeah, shout out to everybody that was, uh, you know, show me love. That's all I really look for is show me love, chop it up. You know, talk, saw a bunch of people last night. You know, we did a little Zoom thing. Um, shout out to my wife for setting all that up. And, it's always a good time. Yeah, it's always a good time, you know, because we get, you know, we got, we got a, a chunk of the group chat in there and uh, a few other people and just, you know, kicking it. Hanging out wasn't too wasn't too crazy. Oh man, I think your yeah your wife she set it up you know nice where it was like you know she had an activity to kind of like yeah, ice break yeah. everybody in. She's like oh I'm not I'm not trying to hear them just talking shit. She's like, oh we are gonna play trivia. I'm like man I got to pull something up on the screen. But the way she did trivia was that you know she would ask the question and whoever would type the fastest into the box you know wins. And I thought it was pretty dope. Because we like, were on the screen, but we were still typing with that group chat energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was still getting my jokes off in there. I had to, because, you know, we was all in the same, me and you, and, you know, our households were in the same house. So we had that crazy echo. So I had to go sit in another room because that echo. <laughs> you came over, story. you came over like, <laughs> like I was an old man. You just started tapping the computer. Yeah. yeah. I need the volume right there. <laughs> I came in, engineer Carl, like, hey, man, it's your mic. <laughs> like, your, your mic is causing the problems right now. You got this uh, 85 computer in here, man. We got a ba- It's an Acer. I haven't even seen them <laughs> sell Acers in a long time. Uh, it, was a, it was a work computer. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's no longer uh, serving its uh, purpose anymore. So, neighborly beef. We're just going to get this out the way early. So Lex came into the house. Well, it's gonna be an ongoing segment. It's I'm gonna sure. be an ongoing. I'm sure. Oh, At least yeah. on my side. For, on your on your behalf, nah. Me, I'm I'm ceasing desisting with words. But so Lex, share share with the people a little bit about what what happened. You came into the house actually in a calm mood. You wouldn't even know that you know some nonsense came your way. Uh, you talking about I came into the house last night in a calm mood? Yeah. Well, because it happened. You dropped the bomb I, on me. I too. had a, I had a few days to to get over it, but. I mean, anybody who's heard any of the stories from previous weeks. So uh, finally, you know, I'm in mom's house now. House is closed. And, and that's going to be a whole nother segment, too. Uh, people <laughs> ask me, yeah, you should definitely <laughs> just do a segment on what's going on in there. Um, but for Neighborly Beef specifically, so did we? this was the first full week there. And on Wednesday, which was the holiday, um, you know, I was downstairs doing a cleaning out the garage and just kind of trying to organize stuff because that's that's one of the big struggles right now and since i uh previously got my car stolen and and returned i uh had to get new plates Mm. so i just got the plates but i didn't have no bolts right so i was in the garage like oh while i'm here i'm about to go out there and put the bolts on and so i grabbed them and i go outside and my mom's car 
was in the spot I parked at. And I was like, where's my car at? And I was like, damn, like he got me. And so, yeah, round, round, well, I guess that round two, since I, yeah, well, we'll just call it round one. We were a clean slate. So round one goes to him. So what he did was he called and had my shit towed. Um, he had to have done it like hella early in the morning because I was up all morning and I didn't hear no tow truck. And he's up doing all this kind of wild shit at all times of night. So he, he called basically because when we was there, I asked the dude, he was like, nah, this wasn't a police thing. Like this was a civil, like an individual called. And because the plates weren't on, he said the car looked suspicious and he needed it out of his neighborhood. <laughs> and so, and so, so I was on, like, man, Damn. So, audacity. so, you know, I, we, trying to enjoy my, my holiday off and I got to go deal with this. And then because it was a holiday, there was like an extra hundred dollar fee on top of the, what they was already <laughs> charging you. So they hit me over the head for a quick little 400 for a few hours. You know how they do. And then, you know, at that point, I'm just like, oh, and I mean, you know, my wife, you know how she gets. So she's, she, she has your energy that you currently have right now. Oh, she's yeah. like, oh yeah. And I was at the point like, all right, like the house is closed. That's the stress that we was waiting to get off. Now I have time sort of relatively speaking. So now it's like, now we going back and I'm going to spend the rest of my day off thinking of uh, small ways where I can like mess your life up without being illegal or whatever. <laughs> And so we just we just doing stuff like that to the point where <laughs> we was over here. Well, uh, yeah, that's the thing. We was over here. I was still plotting. Like I'm like, all right, we'll get to it. We we'll get to it. And then I came into your house last night, and you got straight to the shit. Like you didn't even. We didn't plot. I didn't even go go with you because I was already on the Zoom. We not passed the statute of limitations yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but yeah, I do need to. You know, whenever we get to to yours, I mean, I'm there with you. I think we got to stick this one out together and. and uh you know, plot and plan where we can. But uh yeah, so round round one goes to him. So I'm thinking about uh purchasing like you know, you pops got the Falcons fan out the, uh flag out there. Yeah. I gotta get a big Steelers one. <laughs> and just I need that shit to overshadow everything in his just life. The whole thing, just but yeah. And it's yellow too, so that makes it even worse. Yeah, and you just, know what I mean? It's oh, like yeah, really fuck his day up. It's like because he he's always walking past and it'll just be you know, on them windy days. He probably try to burn that shit too. Find a way. But yeah, it's just oh man, and then like, now nah, the camera's up. I mean, we got cameras. That's probably why he don't. I I would think he'd be the type to do a little shit too, just to try to like. I'm thinking out there. I like I always check my tires when I go out there, thinking like he might have put something behind him so I can roll right over. <laughs> like he got me, and I'm not trying to have nobody, you know, taking that much space in my head that that don't matter. But uh, yeah, I mean. I'm trying to I'm trying to handle it delicately. Like I want to have the same energy you got. It's just because it's not really my house. Like, yeah, my mom got to be there. No, nah, I was for, born ready. That's for now, thing. my kids got to be there, and I just you know try to handle it in a smaller, petty way, and, and we'll just get you know get some chuckles off. But that's why I be trying to tell. There, there's people like that <clears throat> in this world, man. Where it's crazy. Like, bro, could have just knocked on your door. You know what I mean? As as crazy as it is, the parking space. But the parking space that he's in, yeah, he knows it's my car. The parking space that he's in is—it's it's in a lot. It's, it's a, a, it's it's a, in a lot. Space it's a space for people a, that live there or visitors park there when there's spots. It's not assigned, and and, and mind y'all, we talking about parking spaces. You and, know what and, I mean? and and it's not hit, like in your situation. It's your part. It's his it's parking space. Assigned, this yeah. motherfucker don't got a car. <laughs> 
That's crazy to me, man. And he calling about parking spaces. You know what I mean? Second to that, like, I'm thinking, like, my life is cool. You know what I mean? I, let, let's backtrack. year and a half ago, we bought this house. Uh, all the neighbors was outside when we bought it because they just being nosy and shit. They ain't really fuck with me since. You know what I mean? They came up. They all came outside, man, greeted me in the neighborhood. And now I'm just a regular dude again. You know what I mean? They don't even really mess with me. So the dude across from me owns the house, right? Been there for 30 years. More than likely ain't going to leave because he only paying property taxes right now. And here's the thing. We talk about the beauty of buying houses all the time, but let's talk about some of the negative aspects. Neighbors. You don't get to choose your neighbors. Yep. You can't just up and leave just because you got neighborly beef. It's going to take you at least a month to a month and a half to even get there if you're able to sell your house that fast, right? So you got to just deal with these problems. I'm talking about a whole nother level of strength that you need to have. So when I get there, the guy that owns the house has a tenant that lives with him, right? Check Megan's law, find out he's on there, never said a thing about it. Just let it go. You know what I mean? Don't let my kids go there. I realize bro's a little socially awkward, so I just let it go. Bro says, hey, man, you could park your car here. I said, all right, cool. Neither one of them have a car, right? So my other neighbor uses their their uh, their their covered parking, right? And then I use the outside parking, the extra one. So a year and a half later now, you know what I mean? After attempts of bringing us brownies and trying to bring us cookies and stuff and asking me to go on bike rides with them, oh, which shit. everything I say no to because I feel like you're trying to groom me and set me up for some shit. I'm just trying to protect you from me, and I just don't mess with you like that. Thank you for the parking space. So it started becoming an internal beef between his friend coming over and parking in the space and the people next door to the point where they believe is they spot now. You know mm. what I mean? I don't never trip. I'm like, bro, it's his. Like, I'm. He said I could use it. If he said I could use it, cool. That's the only thing I'm taking advantage of of this situation. But he texted me last uh, last night. I mean, uh, last week, and was like, "Yo, um, you can't use the spot no more. Sorry. Uh, the the owner wants to keep it open. I ain't gonna say his name. The owner wants to keep it open. So cool. I said I'll move it when I get home. All week I ain't parked there at all. I pull up to the house, drop my shit off, get to the street. And I'm good. Whatever. Somebody still this little piece of shit focus that I got. They doing me a favor in the first place because it's it's done. It's only worth six hundred dollars if I tried to sell it. So I'm not worried yeah, about that it. shit. A strain on the environment. Yeah, it, I'm I'm sure it is. So you come in yesterday. Happy birthday again, because I don't want anyone to think that I got negative energy. <laughs> I'm in my yard doing my yard work. You come up. You park in his space, or no? You park in our space. I said, bro, you got to move your car because my girl's coming home. And if she come home, she going to want to park up here. You tell me, hey, I'm about to leave, which you did leave. Yeah. I ain't even mad at that. You left. She comes home, parks. I don't know where she parked at because it's dark and we got our windows covered. So I'm like, hey, you park in your space? She says yes. Now, I don't know if she misunderstood me, you know, or thought that that same space was ours. But I did tell her, you can't park there earlier this week. She said, yeah, you came back, parked in the space. I think I did tell you it would be cool unless he's tripping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't aware of where I honestly like I'm always probably missing like exactly which space it was. And yeah. so when I backed out both of them spaces that because she pulled up right next to me when I was leaving and then I backed out and both of them spots was open still. So I was just like, all right, well, I'm pretty sure this is your yours, yours and it's still open. So I'm gonna just park right here. Yeah. 
which neither neither one of them. I'm a, I'm, I'm not tripping. We talking about spaces. You right. know what I mean? So <laughs> against two people who don't have a car. Yeah, two people Damn. and be borrowing the other neighbors' cars. I watch them, man. They be going in the other neighbors' cars, going grocery shopping. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? And so the other dude across from me, they be getting mad when his friend come over and park in the uncovered. And it's, I mean, in the cover spot and it's theirs and they be getting mad and she wait till 10 o'clock to move her car right back into his space. So I know you're not sending them the same stuff that you sending me. So I go outside. Let's just get to the end of this and we get to this episode. I go outside and I see him. I'm on my way to go get some red, red dead redemption for the homie. <laughs> <laughs> and so I see him. I move the car out of the space, which is his. Go get my redemption. Come back, right? Because bro was outside with a guy that was delivering some stuff to him. I move your car to the street because I asked you. I say, yo, I'm going to get your keys. I'm going to move it. Bro's probably tripping. I see him saying something, something about the space. And he puts his hand back. He don't say nothing to me. Then I get a message from his tenant about an hour later while we're having a great Zoom party. And he's like, hey, man, I thought I was clear with you. Mm. Hope wait, wait 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 let me let me show you how underhanded some of y'all white brethren you know be sometimes. <laughs> hey Carl, hope everything's good with you. Yeah yeah yeah. Period. Hey, I thought I was clear with you. <laughs> don't park here. I said, fam, no disrespect. Don't talk to me like that. You know what I mean? It was an accident. I said number two. I was like, I already talked to our guests and I talked to you know my girl. I told her, hey, don't park in that spot. So the way you coming at me right now is disrespectful. I said, and oh boy, the owner of the house was outside when I moved the car. You know what I mean? So why didn't he say anything to me then when I was moving it? Like I'm in the act of doing it and you still throwing some salt on the wound because I knew I was in the wrong. And now you just talking to me crazy. And I said, yo, if he got a problem, tell him to come fucking talk to me. Oh, I said it just like that, mom. <laughs> and, and, and guess what? He ain't going to come talk to me, but I'm going to go talk to him. The sun is still out. He got to go outside at some point. We in the middle of a lockdown. He got to get all his essentials. Huh? In what time? I'm, I'm going to talk to him just like I'm talking right now. <laughs> no, nah, listen, listen. We're not going to do that He's going to perceive you we're as a gonna threat. We're not going to do that here. I'm not going to even threat. I'm going to stand at my door and be right there, and I'm going to catch him. I'm not going to be You're going to open straight. it with, hey, hope all is well. Ain't no hey. <laughs> all, is, all is well is going to hell. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Anyway, let's jump into this, man. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, yo, I, I'm coming in here charged up today. Today in hip-hop segment, Lex, pull your phone now. I want you to give us your top 10. Top 10 what? The top 10 off of the list that you gave us over the Veterans Day. Why are you looking like that's a lot of pressure? Oh, okay. You so, Lex, every every holiday, uh, that was a nasty transition. You were talking about with your neighbor? You said what? You finished with that? Yeah, I'm done with that. We can talk <laughs> We can talk off mic about it, man. We ain't, we ain't talking about it now. Damn, I think I deleted. I got to pull the Facebook up. Oh, uh, nah, Well, so, it'll be up by the time you yeah, let intro me, whatever let you're me saying. Intru- let me introduce this. So, every holiday, Lex gives out his top 60, I want to say. Nah, so what I do is... um. At the end of every year, since 2014, at uh, the end of the year, I rank all the hip-hop albums from that year. So sometimes it's more than six. I, yeah, whatever I hear and whatever's dropped, and, you know, a lot of people drop a lot of stuff, so it, it's been getting a lot more, you know, packed. But so what I started doing was the throwback, because someone was like, okay, what about all these years that you didn't do after, you know, before 2014? So basically every holiday or three-day weekend, stuff like that, I started going backwards from 2013 and I'm going to about maybe 86 or so. 
And so last week I was in the in the chat doing that while I was getting my car out the impound. Bruh. But yeah, I was doing nineteen ninety three as the last week. And uh yeah, so and then the next one will be ninety two on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ninety one on Christmas mm-hmm. and then twenty twenty on New Year's. And then don't let him downplay this, man, because when he do this it's an all day event. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I'm just, you know, I try to create conversation. And so it's an all day event in the group chat. It's all day. But yeah. once it hits the Facebook page, and eventually I'm, I'll probably throw it on Instagram. And that's my bone to pick with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he get mad because he don't want to participate. He just like, yo, my phone's going off every five minutes nah, all got, day I long. Got, nah, new phones, you can put it on silent. I just come <laughs> in and check. I'm like, yo, around top 30, I will probably start yeah, getting Yeah, because I get it. Because a lot of, you know, in any given year, there's 60, 70 albums, and like more than half, most people is like, I ain't never heard this. Yeah. And then especially when we get to these years, these early 90s, it's only Mark and a couple people like participating the whole time. Like, oh yeah, this one, this one. And he's very upset with me because these these are the years where uh, like he's in high school. It's the nostalgic. These are things coming out staples for him. And I'm looking at it from someone who's 10 years younger than him. How they've sat with me outside the era too, because that's outside, not really how they sat with me, or you know, some of them, some of these albums I might have only heard for the first time or whatever. So sometimes they would probably end up ranking higher, but I just ain't sat with it long enough. All right, so it's up. So you want the top ten from from ninety ninety three? Yeah, top ten from ninety three. Let's get to it. All right, number ten, represent by Fat Joe. Number nine. What's your favorite? What's your favorite song on that album? Oh yeah, because I'd be doing that too. Favorite song was "The Fat Gangster." The Fat Gangster, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number nine, "Straight Up Suicide," Daz Effects. Mm. Favorite song, "Caught in the Act." Number eight, "Till Death Do Us Part," Ghetto Boys. Favorite song, "Murder After Midnight." Number seven, "Midnight Marauders," Tribe Called Quest. Favorite song, lyrics to go. Number six, "Gas Chamber," Sibo. Favorite song, Bald Head Nut. Mm. Five, Get In Where You Fit In, Too Short. Favorite song, Just Another Day. Number four, Enter the 36 Chambers, Wu-Tang. Favorite song, Wu-Tang, Seventh Chamber seventh chamber of, what was that saying? Okay, whatever. Three, oh, you trying to get me caught. <laughs> Debo <laughs> said he appreciated the way I typed this one. Three, Strictly, <laughs> Tupac. <laughs> Number two, Lethal Injection, Ice Cube, and number one, and it's not even close, Doggy Style. Mm. That's a legendary album. It's my favorite hip hop album of all time. That was what, it, that was from the era where you can you know roll your weed up on the desk. I mean on the disc. <laughs> I mean you can still. I mean you can still do. They bring a vinyl back. You do it on top of your iPhone now. <laughs> well, I don't roll weed, so it don't matter. But <laughs> if I did, oh man, okay. That's a pretty. So when's the next list coming out? I do agree with Doggy Style being number one out of all the ones you had in the top ten. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, nineteen ninety two. So are we going to have a taste of it for at least for our listeners that probably you know check in every once in a while? You're going to be able to throw it up, throw it up on the gram. I think I got to show you how to even do it. Nah. So, well, because I started this whole process and I'm almost done with it. It'll be done by the middle of next year. There, anybody that follows me on just Instagram ain't gonna have these other years if they're not in that Facebook group. Yeah, and so I'll just have to recycle and just throw the random ones on the on it. She said she had, or I mean, the team had a plan. The team, <laughs> we had we had a a plan to throw it up there just to get some content out. So 
I'll probably recycle it eventually and, and get it through. There's a couple years that are just gone completely. That you just lost? They're just gone. You don't remember them either? No, and I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 2013 or 14. or A couple years didn't really matter as much to me, but yeah. That's a that's that's a that's a lot of work. Yeah, it gets I, pretty extensive. Like I, some some people appreciate the the work and the detail because these take me a while to do. It does. Like I I because I I, 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 cause I I still got to keep current with the music. So it's like I'll start at the beginning of the year and there's like 10, 11 holidays or whatever years I'm gonna get done. So I just make those playlists and I just knock them all out. And it takes me till about summertime. Yeah. Before I can really move on with how I usually listen to music. That's, yeah, that's a lot of prep work, man. I mean, like, but I'm not against it at all. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was a unique idea when you did it. And I was like, bro, just put it on a larger scale. No, yeah, yeah. I'm At that point, that. I thought you wanted to be like a writer for XXL or something. You know nah, I mean? well, I used to write for a website back in the day. I used to do uh, oh, look at it. It was fun album, facts. album reviews. And then I was bringing the most traffic there. And then they were at wanted they wanted to move. They got they started getting paid. Wanted to move to a bigger platform. Wanted me to go along with them and still write for free. Where are they to this day, though? Is the question. Not in business. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you came out on top. I ain't mad at it at all, man. Yeah, because it was a, like a lifestyle page. It wasn't like a music page, but they had my section, and I was most of the traffic was going to my reviews. Yeah. And they moved on to do whatever, and then. I didn't go with them because they was like, oh, so y'all got paid and wasn't trying to break bread. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. I, I, honestly, I, I didn't really need it because I just do it. Honestly, obviously, I do all this other shit for free. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. Yeah, so when I'm done with them years, I'll probably start doing, I'll probably start ranking discographies or something, like within one artist. And I got a couple other ideas I'm going I'm to throw out there, just little things, but... Yeah, I just, you know, random shit. I like to talk hip-hop with people. I like to start the arguments, you know. It's just basically like you're sitting in a barbershop. Just, you know, on these days, it's like an all-day barbershop cut. Yeah. And you can't mute it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm, and I'm thankful for it. I get my jokes off when you do it, man. But at the end of the day, I am thankful for the list because sometimes you get me enraged. Like, like I feel like... Yeah, because nobody's gonna is, nobody's he, gonna agree. He had Drake on like 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 number thirty, I think last year's ranking. Well, yeah, but see, the other thing you got to think of is you got to skew certain things because I listen to way more than everybody else. That's true. So number thirty to me might be like a eight or nine to you because I have I've heard so many more that they have to fit in. So thirty to me might not be thirty to you. Yeah, it might be like oh, it's probably. Based on how many I've heard, no, the disrespect like was that you had Daz Dillinger above Drake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. That's where the disrespect was. Speaking of Drake, man, and and in today's uh, hip hop segment, Take Care dropped in 2011 on this day, I believe. Yeah, uh, six time platinum, RIAA certified, at least in the U.S. You know that's six million copies sold. I think worldwide it sold about. 12 to 15 million is probably still selling now. Anytime he does anything fantastic, I imagine people go back and listen, listen to his catalog, man. But that that explains why we've been playing Drake in the background this whole time. We're definitely not going to do that the, the rest mood. of this album. Yeah, when that album came out, she, she was living in, in North Park, and these neighbors would start that every morning. They'd start. So I've heard, we heard the intro at least a thousand times. And they, they only <laughs> got to like track three. Before they were done cleaning or whatever they was doing, but it was every morning. Must have been six hundred square feet, small oh, space. <laughs> you know how North Park get. But I, I, I love Take Care, man. Like I, when I seen that, I had to go back and look at the track listing again because sometimes you know we get confused and you got to go back in. And I was like, yo, a lot of these 
were really fire, man. And I was in college at the time. You know what I mean when this came out. So it was Drake, yeah. Kendrick, uh, that were you know new new guys in the game. I believe yeah, Kendrick was out around 2011. He came out 2012. Yeah. But he would no, he was out. Section 80 was yeah, out. Yeah, Section 80 yeah, was Section out. Section 80 was out. But I mean, depending when you jumped on, I don't know. And then I'm looking at it also too. Who else was in the game at that time? Oh, I think Slaughterhouse had already been formed too. So I had a nasty palate then. You know what I mean? Because mm. usually those listeners don't just like like cross-reference each other. You know what I mean? So yeah. But yeah, shout out to Take Care. We done with the music in the background. We're going to get on into this uh, Read Them and Weep. My man. I'm just going to throw the applause on there. I ran into this crazy-ass story on the internet, and maybe we've heard of it already, but this is hilarious, man. This was one of the craziest things I've ever heard. I'm going to read this. This is actually was published in the New York Times, uh, but somebody had actually put the story up on Instagram, and I had to go and look for it. It actually came out in 2019. What does it mean to complete a sentence of life in prison? Dying? Yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. How do you know if somebody is dead, though, is my question to you. Dang, what do you mean? Like, this is, these are deep questions, I'm telling <laughs> you. Like what, like, 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 what tells you that someone is dead? <laughs> when they're not texting me back? Yeah, or no. they just, like, like if they're, they're just they not They have moving. no pulse. They have no pulse, right? So I'm going to read you all this crazy-ass story. I asked you the question, but that was a question in the story. What does it mean to complete a sentence of life in prison? One prisoner claims he has done it by serving time until the moment of his death, plus another four years since, and says it is well past time to set him free. The prisoner, Benjamin Scriber, made the argument to an appeals court in Iowa saying that when he briefly died in 2015 before being revived at a hospital, he completed his obligation to the state. He asked the three-judge panel to let him go on with his life. The judges rejected this argument uh, this week, ruling that a lower court had been right to dismiss his petition. Scriber is either still alive, in which case he must remain in prison, or he is actually dead, in which case the appeal is moot, Judge Amanda Potterfield wrote in the court. Mr. Scriber, 66, was sentenced to life without parole after being convicted of murder for killing a man with the, with the handle of an axe in 1996. He, was, he has filed several unsuccessful appeals, but in 2018, he argued in court in Wapolo County that he had been uh, resuscitated against his will and that because his sentence, uh, because of that, his sentence has thus expired. In March in 2015, Scriber, who was being held at the Iowa State Penitentiary, was taken to a hospital after having seizures and a high fever, according to this petition. I feel him. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a fire argument. If I was one of the judges, I'd be like, hey. Because like, that's how I treat my kids. Like, if you do something wrong, or go at least moving, like, if you do something wrong, but you can legit, you can logically explain it to why you did it, and it doesn't, like, it's not harmful or whatever then i'll be like all right i'm gonna let you get that one off yeah but you gotta have a logical argument with yeah and and that shit was kind of fire and i just the fact that they said well here's the thing the court came back pretty pretty savvy too it's like yo if bro's dead then he's dead he's completed his sentence but if he's alive then he has not completed his sentence but yeah it makes sense too yeah (laughs) i gotta shoot that shot though (laughs) yeah I got time. Bro, 66 years old. You know what I mean? I don't know what he would do if he came out. I'm not saying that he deserves to be out or nothing like that. I'll just say that that was a fire-ass argument where it had me thinking, like, well, what is death? Because, you know, I, I've talked to him. Like, like there's uh, somebody that I know that 
She said she had a heart issue. She said she died for a little bit. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, there's the stories out there. Like, now nah, I was dead then, and yeah. they brought me back to life. But, I mean, like, I feel like certain parts of your body probably still work even though you're not, like, consciously alive. You know oh, yeah, I mean? yeah. They, there's, like, you know, when, like, your bowels move. Yeah. You still, you still pooting. Like, you probably still, uh, you still getting hard down there and stuff like that for a little <laughs> bit. But, like, now nah, I was dead for a little bit. And then life was, like, it was, like, a five-second rule. Like, you get drop some food on the floor. It's like, nah, <laughs> yeah. nah, it's still good. Pick still that back good. up. I so got it, So how long man. can you be dead before the resuscitation just ain't going to work? Yeah. That's what I was like, yo, what is like, what is the definition of that? But like, bro had a fire argument about that where I was just like, that's funny, man. Like, I would let him get his shit off. So, yeah, he's still in jail to this day. <laughs> they ain't letting him out. Mr. I should Sh- write him a letter like, Mr. hey, Sh- man, Sh- good shot. Hey, good shot. He'd probably be the only guy that wrote him. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably got, actually, he's probably got a cult following now. We out here getting our jokes off. But hey, we was watching, you ever heard of this, uh, you ever heard of this show, uh, 60 Days In? Yeah, man. Come on, man. I know all the jokes. Oh shows. man, I I walked in. I came Netflix I came home from work. Girls and, incarcerated. And this was oh yeah, girls incarcerated is fire. <laughs> but I came in. She had this on the TV in the background, and I'm like, yo. I was. It took me a minute to realize what was happening. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. And I'm like, yo. What? I'm not gonna ask you would you do that, but I thought about it. Okay. See, this is what I don't get. But I've been to jail. Like not like <laughs> like to visit. Lock me up. But see, like, like the access that I have with the job that I have, and never tell people what I work at, but I've been, like, they take me all the way in there, and I'll see inmates. It's not just a visiting table. Like, especially, I've been in the, the women's facility in El Cajon, or no, I'm sorry, in Santee, and they walk me on the campus. I was like, yo, some shit go down right now. Like, But that's what I mean, though, because I feel like, so people, it, like, you know, we make these white people jokes about the shit we do. Like, people always get on uh, the show Naked and Afraid. Like, you don't see black people doing that. <laughs> it's not like you ain't doing it for money. You're just doing it for pride. You're starving yourself trying to, trying to do this for what? He fucked up. And so I'm watching this same... Sh- I'm watching... And I agree. But I'm watching this show with the same... Like, what you doing? Like, now are you getting something from it? Like, what, what's the whole thing? Oh, no. They're going in there. Because I was like... Why is everybody talking about a mission? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So they going in there... Ex- Thinking that they're on a mission. They're, they're on a mission to, to snitch. To gra- gather information about the prison. Which and then, is dangerous. And I've never finished a season. I don't know how it gets. I know one dude got kicked out early because he got on the phone. I'm about to tell everybody everything. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's the energy I have. Like, nah, nah. And I wouldn't survive in jail anyway. Let's you preface saw- it real quick. 60 Days In is a show that comes on. Uh, what network is it on? I forgot. They they take participants. The, the county jails that they go into, they have problems in their in their facility with drugs. Um, you know, inmates with power struggles. And so they get five participants to sign up and decide that they're going to put on that orange and figure out what's going on in the jail. And then they do like in camera interviews with everyone to kind of like blend everyone in there. And, you know, after the, you, you said that, but after like this, when they got to the second and third season, like some of them dudes was like, this better not be no 60 days in shit. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. One of the dudes that, one of the dudes got pulled out and they was all in there like, I knew he was a cop. That's why we would like, they was feeding them false information. And I'm just like, yeah, man, like you don't play like that. No. And I can't play in jail anyway. Cause you know, they segregation. You saw my zoom call last night. <laughs> I can't hang out with y'all. <laughs> I would be what they call a wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and bro, a bro. wood is a, is a, the white bro. dude in jail, like the Nazi joints that he I got to go. He said he'd be like a pecker wood. That's what they call him, the woods. Yeah, he said he said he would have to align with his race. You would stand out I with the blacks. To, 
Because they, because there's one white dude in there, and he's no, just for like, real. You go to jail. Who you going? Who you hang? <laughs> no, that's the point. I couldn't hang out if I wanted to. You just go stand in the corner. That's even worse. They, they, the first thing I walked in on, they was fighting over the haircuts. <laughs> he was like, "Nah, man." But my man, he asked me to line Bruh. him up. He asked me to line him up. He's like, "Nah, it's the blacks' turn." He's like, "But he asked me to cut his hair." He's like, "You asked me to cut his hair? Yeah, I did." Nah, fuck that. It's the blacks' turn. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Dang." They started off, and that energy is real right there. No, nah, I feel you. That's what I'm. Just, nah, man, I'm just, just That's why, like, sometimes, like, my mom, she be worried, man. We was talking about that neighbor stuff, but I mean, I, I be conscious, man. At times where I be like really wanting to be wilding out, man, I I, I take the high road, or I think one thousand percent on what I'm gonna say and how I'm gonna say it and how I'm gonna approach it, because I ain't trying to go to jail. It's a good place to visit. Yeah, and that one of the things when I spoke about, you know, how I reflect on my birthday about how you know night twenty nineteen just wasn't it for me because I wasn't doing a whole lot of that. Yeah, I don't remember how much uh, I was talking about it, but I had like my road rage was getting me to the point where like people were just like fucking with me all the time, and I was with it every single time. Yeah, to where like, cause like you said, you don't know who you' talking to. Yeah, and so there's people like cutting me off and then getting mad. So sometimes I'll be like, you do something fucked to me, I'm gonna just go behind you and I'm gonna hold the horn for like 30 seconds until you turn or whatever right and so you do that so i was doing stuff like that and then they come at me you know doing the flip offs doing this this and that and then uh i'll just maybe one specific story because it happened a whole lot like people were like i was pulling up on people yeah like i was going to the light and they caught at the red because they just thinking like oh yeah i can you know throw these finger gestures i can do whatever i want to because you know it's kind of like the protection of i'm behind this glass twitter fingers mm. And so I pull up. Oh, this, I know how. I know this light is especially long. Pull yeah. up. I'm out the car. I'm knocking on the door. What's good? You still got the same energy? <laughs> and he just skirting off. Huh. You don't want Old it. Old white dude. And the people are like, yo, you can't do this. Like, you don't know people's like, same thing. Like, you don't know who you're coming up huh. to. And they might be holding. They might be doing this and that. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But like, I was just, I had this, this, this rage. And, but you know what? Like my like that you said that story and that reminded me because that actually happened to me last year where this young kid he cut us off um in the car. I got my kids with me. I mean, there's certain things that to me I feel like is like like I took anger management, right? Before I had to like teach it, right? So like I and I realized in anger management, oh I'm angry. <laughs> but, Word. Like like they, they, they got me in here, I'm mad. I, <laughs> oh, this is working. I lived a really good, decent life, but the outside factors you know what I mean? Like the stuff that goes on, like that people don't really speak up about, you know, that is what gets me pissed off. You know what I mean? And so like the young dude, he he cut us off and I'm at a long light too, right? I get out the car. I say, hey man, people got kids in their car. You need to start driving better. You know what I mean? He looking in there. I, I'm giving you the PG version, but I'm saying like, yo man, you got to drive better. You know what I mean? He was looking lost. And I was like, yo, like, again, the fact that you don't even know what you did makes it problematic. And so when I came home and told, you know, everybody else about that, they was like, oh, man, you got to be careful. And I said, yo, it's cool. But there's there's three types of people in this world. And when I heard this and one of my favorite songs, bro, <laughs> you know, thank God for him, you know, at that time. But it's either people that's going to make things happen, watch things happen or not know what happened. You yep. can choose what side of the fence you want to be on. Yeah, you know, especially when the kids is in the car, that gets to that new level. Like people like doing that wild shit, and like the kids is getting nervous and scared. They start crying. Yeah, and I was getting to the point. I was like, man, like I don't want them to see me pull that, up on somebody and think it's okay. But to there's do been that. a coat like, oh, man, you lucky the kids in the car. Like people was fucking with me at Costco. People was do like, 
my homie that worked at Costco, he just happened to see me. Like I was running up on this dude because he was, um, G was like crying. This wasn't, I was like a couple years ago. He was crying. Right. And I'm trying to get him like, you know, him, he's running wild doing this and that. So I'm trying to hold his hand. He breaks away and tries to like dart to the middle of the street and I grab him and he starts crying and it's like the, the little parking row. So people aren't like zooming through there. This white lady come through and she just like, you should probably hold his hand. And I'm like, <laughs> and you know, I don't talk out of line to women, but that was like, I was like, Bitch, what? <laughs> what, what you mean? And then like her like hillbilly husband's in the other seat, not whatever. And then he comes out just like coming at me like, I'll fuck you up. I'll fuck you. And I was like, it was just G, right? When it's just G, I feel more comfortable. Like, all right, G, you can post up. That, that, you know what I mean? It's Dad's not like my whole this. family, of course. So I'm like, what you mean? And then they pull off and then go down towards the, the end of the row. And then my guy was like, yo, what was that? And I was like, man, I, you know. I get it. You want to judge parents, but like keep that shit to yourself unless you ready for whatever I'm going to, you know, bring back to you. Yeah. And then they go, they do the turn, come back into the opposite row and he's still yapping from far away. At this point, my home, like G strapped up and my mom was like, Hey, he'll watch the kid for a second. And I start beelining toward like, cause he's, I was like, nah, I was like, I'm not going to touch you, but your husband ought to get fucked up like right now. <laughs> and then, but he's yapping thinking I'm not going to do nothing. And then I start going towards the car, like running. <laughs> <laughs> and then luckily, luckily so, so my homie that works at Costco is also like a bodybuilder, so he's super swole, right? So he like he was able to uh, to brace me and hold me back. Yeah. But I almost got to like I smacked on the I smacked on the hood. Like what's good? Let's go. And he stayed in the car. Though. He was still yeah. He's still talking though. In the car though. And it's not like he got scared. So okay, never mind. He just yeah. like he's st- like come on, like you <laughs> asked for this. I'm, I'm right waiting. here. He was in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was super, yeah, yeah. I could because he he was like hella swole, so I couldn't even break out that shit. But. Nah, in all actuality, I mean, I think we gotta be responsible for what we saying too, man. I think you know these moments that people have. I think as you get older, it's um, another thing about it is is progressing and learning to let things go. There's a lot of things now. At I'll be 31 next month. You know, there's a lot of things now at 31 that I won't do anymore. You know what I mean? Because my life circumstances have changed. No, but see, that's the thing. What I, like, why I thought I was regressing. Because I would always be letting that type of shit go. Like, oh, it's not a big deal, whatever. But then for whatever reason, well, a bunch of reasons, like that whole last year, like I was doing that type of shit. Like people was fucking with me and I, I was just taking it to 100 like real quick. Yeah. All the time. But you also, you also got to think about like, protecting your mental health and when people say that I, I want them to always get in depth like you don't know where you're at you know what i mean sometimes you may not know where you're at in your life you know what i mean you could be unhappy you could be having people just testing you all the time and and each situation is isolated from the other you know what i mean it's not like these people know who you are and they're continuously testing you you know what no I mean? yeah i know i know it's i know it was a mental health thing yeah and so for me like I, I look at it and i won't speak for you and you maybe you could speak on your own experience but for me i look at situations like i'm only gonna take it here and i'm gonna have a plan and and, and uh in case something else happens right. like i'm gonna let my my wants and needs and stuff like that be addressed now and I'm not gonna come across at you as disrespectful. You know what I mean? That's not where I'm where I'm trying to take you to. Even me and talking about this neighborly beef stuff that we got. Like I'm just gonna let my points be known now. And bro, if you draw the line, then we'll have to figure out. I mean, if you cross that line that I drew in the sand, then we just gonna have to figure that out when we get there. But I'm not gonna cross it. 
Right. You, you yeah, and that's I mean? normally what I do. It's like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to take it there. You know, if I got to say my piece, I'm going to say it, and then we'll figure it out. So the fact that I was the first one to, well, I want to say the first one, first one taking it over that line, like, all right, normally I'm here, you put it here, so I'm ready to go all the way over here. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm back to back to my baseline. I ain't doing that no more. Yeah, there you go. I, I'm I'm right there, one hundred percent with you, man. All right, man. I I had someone that I was gonna call. I don't know if she's gonna answer right now, but we'll we'll see. We'll figure we'll figure it out right now. If not, we got something that we can freestyle too. Uh oh, let's see. What's up? Net from the set. This is Carl calling. <laughs> Net from the set. Hey, what's up? This is Carl calling you from the You Wasn't Outside podcast with my man Lex. How you doing today, Queen? Oh, I'm doing great. Great, great. You know, just doing a little shopping and out and about right now. Enjoying self-care Sunday, that's all. So where you at right now in America? I am in Dallas, Texas, enjoying life, living and loving life. You know, it's funny. Like, you've been out there so long now, I can start hearing that Southern draw in your your tone. (laughs) You started to lose it. You started to lose it. So for the listeners out here, this is one of my good friends, uh, Miss Miss Brunetta. She is she is amazing. She she sends me all the funniest things that we get our jokes off. And then we've had our battles over the years too, man. The, the love hate relationship we have is great, but it's still funny though. Like I, I've I, seen it in person, it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> she, right? Can't nobody like like she, you know when somebody roasts you and you be laughing? Like I really be laughing when she roasts me because it be some like fly off the wall stuff. I be crying all the time, man. We went out to uh we went to vegas right and before we had gotten to our little beef in vegas we were at this gas station outside of vegas and this dude had on braided sandals and she was like look at the sandals you know his barbecue sauce fire <laughs> it was though for I, was, sure it was. I was like who thinks of that man i am crying so brunetta what i called you about um and me and lex we was talking about this Actually, two weeks ago, and I told Lex since he's white, he can't join in on the conversation. Oh man! Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> now he can he can you know give his little tidbits, but bees like that. Kind of explain to our listeners like what we were talking about and and, and kind of uh, your standpoint on it. Um, regarding relationships, yes, or... yes, regarding relationships, and then also uh, you were speaking for black women or, or speaking about black women in general and specifically in the region that we live in versus where you at now. Right. Um, you know, just based on my personal experience, um, I feel like there's more availability for me out here in the South or the Southwest, shall I say? Um, it's, you know, I've seen black men successful. They're on the same level as, as far as, um, you know, you know, I guess, I guess, life i guess you know education etc career career oriented they're on the same level however you know i do feel like when i was in california none of those guys were actually interested in me or none of those guys were looking my way and then i'm hearing and vice versa men feeling that black women weren't looking their way um that were in the same economic bracket as they were um so sometimes i kind of found my Oh, did we so lose? If okay. I wanted to be in a relationship with somebody of my same culture. Um, but out here, I do see that there's a lot of successful black men. They like black women. They like thickness. Uh, 
And I was just thinking that, you know, maybe that it's not a lack of preference in the state of California, but more so uh, the lack of availability of mm. what's actually there. I was having my I was having a conversation with uh, some of my friends about this, maybe about three years ago. Um, and I was telling them, like, I was like, yo, like, like when I was in Fresno, like I, I exclusively, you know, dated like black women, like I, like all the relationships that I was in with women in Fresno was, you know, with black women. Now, the thing was, is that we're in a pool in college where you pull people from different like regions and stuff like that. And so what I had found at the time that I went to Fresno State was that a lot of women came from like Los Angeles. And I feel like they have way more availability, like in places like Los Angeles uh, San Francisco, Oakland to be specific before it started becoming gentrified and everything. Um, and a lot of those people came to Fresno State because it was cheaper to go to school there versus like, you know, going to like San Diego State or Cal State Long Beach and paying, you know, high rent and stuff like that. Um, right. But I think like for me, when I came home, I realized it was different from when I was in college. I mean, I was up there for six years, but like the availability at least for like my criteria at the time, you know what I mean? There, there wasn't a lot of availability. And you said something that I thought was great because uh -huh. I think we're all looking for something, at least if we're all on the same playing field, like someone who's financially, you know, um, financially like capable. Economically. Yeah. Like they're, they're ready to progress with you. They're ready to go on top with you. And um, a lot of times you have to, I feel like as a black professional, I have to compromise color due to the availability availability um you know and I, I i really am struggling with that because black women by gender and by race have statistics have statistically been proven to be some of the highest educated women yet there is a difficulty with us finding mates and finding men that are available to us that are also black and educated and it's like what are the factors that keep us from magnating towards each other what do you think it is on by like like stuff that you've thought about um i personally feel like it's been an issue with colorism um on the part of black men especially not knowing their history um just based on my personal experience you know i've i've meeting i've met it i've met meet it <laughs> that's that southeast school system she right get, there. hey for real she getting to the meets uh, <laughs> right so i feel like i've met men where i meet all the other i meet all the checks up oh, educated up oh, she got a body up oh, she used to be a division one athlete but then when it comes to certain things it's like oh i don't date dark skin girls mm. So now, what is that? Where does that leave me? I'm a good candidate, but I'm not the actual choice because of one little factor, and it's like that's something that I can't control. And normally, is everybody's entitled to their preference in California as well. So there's so many different levels, there's so many different tastes, there's so many different things that you are entitled to that. But I personally just like to make sure that it's not a self hatred thing where men. Don't choose me due to choose the self hatred because that's unfortunate. Yeah. I'm still a good woman regardless to what your skin color looks like. And if you do do your research and history wise, you understand that melanin is popping. <laughs> so especially when y'all here trying to get this tan on, man. I'm, yeah, man. Right. But I'm I'm looking at it too from like this lens where like um like I I love dark skinned women. Like I've always been like that. And although like. The person that I chose to be with right <laughs> now is, 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 
Don't those, say right now. Don't say right now. The, the person, person you're supposed to be with. The person, but see, that's the thing. I felt like like me and my boy, like we was out here for about three years, man, running these streets, just out all the time, being out. And I felt like the black women that we would come across, they wanted either mm-hmm. athletes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They they wanted mm-hmm. they wanted the drug dealers. You know, you don't want the middle class pudgy dude, man, that told funny jokes. You know what I mean? Like I was right. Not, I was not in style, and I felt like. Like on both sides, like I, I feel like we both need to be held accountable. But I think that at the same token, that the way that we represent black women, like in media and our music and stuff like that, makes it worse. And that's why you guys' voices ring, ring the loudest because we do need to stand up for you guys. Right. You know, one hundred percent more. You know what I mean? And I, and to second your point, the irony in that situation, I as a black woman, have felt on the complete contrary of that. I felt that when the athletes get to a certain level, a man gets to a certain socioeconomic status. Yeah. I feel like he goes looking for another yeah. type of woman. So I, it's like, we're both stuck right here. You're thinking that we don't want you and, and Duran. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? You're thinking that we don't want y'all, but y'all are actually good candidates. And then we thinking that once you, they surpass your level or get any higher than your level, they don't want us no more. I heard somebody talk. I want to say it was Nick Cannon. I heard somebody speak on this a few years ago, where where he he came at it, you know, from a, a a black man's perspective that throughout all of history there was so much time where we weren't allowed to have a white girl, or we were going to be beaten to death if we had one. So now when we get to this space, we they kind of look at it as oh, like I'm taking this back because now I can do it, and I'm doing it either out of spite, I'm doing it. Cause I see it as like a like a win. Mm. He it was like yeah. I, I'm probably butchering what he was trying to say, but it was something. Uh-huh. Like, it was getting real deep oh, along them crazy. levels where it's like for so long they said we couldn't have this. So now that I can, I'm taking all of it. Right, right, right. Yeah, but it's like why is it a have and have nots game? Why can't it be just oh I met a nice adult soul and I'm rocking with that like. I don't understand why the colors, you know, I always say people won't love and they don't got time to wait for the colors to match. Ah, that's deep. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So why are we waiting for the colors to match? And why is this such a big deal when it comes to relationships, you know? But I just want to make sure that at the core of a person, whenever they're decided to date whoever they want, love always wins. And that it's not due to self-hatred. Oh, I hate myself. So I'm going to go out and find something that doesn't look like me. Or I don't like my, you know, whether you're white, black, Latina, yeah, whatever it is that you that are. Going on. I yeah, hated myself. Like, like, I don't want nobody hating themselves and that be the motivation as to why they get a counterpart that is, you know, exactly what, you know, the opposite of what it is that they hate, you know. I hated, um, I hated the way white people age, so I left. <laughs> <laughs> One of your kids that have hope, huh? <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's terrible. Oh, man. Brenetta, let me ask you this. So if you brought a white dude home for Thanksgiving, Ooh. <laughs> how do you think that's going to go? I'm available just um, for the experience. Yeah. Ooh, I, I don't know, Carl. I might have to plead the fifth on this one, fam. Cause, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I do feel like, you know, as far as me choosing to date someone outside my race, um, I would be accepting of it. But then we have to talk about the cultural issues, which is to how our parents, grandparents, or people who weren't too far removed from the civil rights movement will feel about that. Um, since my folks have gone on, transitioned on to the next life, I would be making a choice on my own. 
and it will be different for me than it would be for anybody else bringing the person home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but if if my grand if I could just speak in retrospect, and if my grandparents were alive, you know, they lived in the rural South. They lived in Georgia, and they transitioned to the West Coast for a better life. And if I had brought someone that wasn't of the race home, it would be all of this fear, you know, about, you know, if their family would like me, if, if, if my granddaddy would want to give me away to their family, if they would be as equally as accepting of me as we would have been of them. Yeah. So it would be like a whole bunch of different cultural things that because <laughs> because granddaddy kind of had the attitude like who you with, Nick? Who, what, hold up. Who you with? Like, oh, this you is know Steve. I mean? <laughs> yeah. This, this is Steve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is Mark, granddaddy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, so I, you know, just it was just a different cultural thing, but it was because of how they grew up. It was segregated. You know, so I couldn't really expect them to, you know, accept the way that the world was now. And even if it, even if they did accept it, in their heart, out of respect for me, it was still a subconscious fear that, are we doing something wrong or is this okay or do, does everybody know about this? So that was just my basic experience. I think, um, I so think, I just didn't do it. I just, I had some fly friends, but I feel personally that other race men, especially white men, they don't approach me. I don't know if I got a... <laughs> A bonquisha look on my face or something, <laughs> so, some type of stereotypical look, or if it if it has a look or whatever, to where I'm not really approached in that in that regard. But I will be willing to give it a try. And that's the thing, if, like, and that's that's where I'm saying, like, we kind of like on the same side. Well, I don't know, cause <sighs> she down there with Luca. Go take your shot, <laughs> <laughs> Luca Dantich. <laughs> I feel like I don't know. Like I feel like any time that like I I did you know shoot my shot at you know you know black women at least specifically here in San Diego, man. Like like it would just be like, what, what are you doing here talking to me? Like you know we waiting for Reggie Bush to come out. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Like, right, so, right. And, and and maybe we just sitting up here thinking like we not like we just bluffing each other as people. No, you know but the I mean? funny part about it, the irony part about that is like, well, Reggie ain't waiting for you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's he ain't looking for you but you know what you you brought up something that i thought about like the cultural component like i'd be telling people like it isn't is as much as like we talk about interracial dating and stuff like that i don't feel like there's enough black men that talk about it enough where like yo if these women are not from this culture like you don't think about the simple things i'd be telling my friends this i'm like yo like when you get in the car and she want to listen to you know some country music and you want to listen to rap you know what I mean? Or, you know, right. you, you out in public and they think it's cool for y'all to get into an argument. But I'm like, yo, listen, we not in the right neighborhood <laughs> for you to be arguing with me right now because they're going to look at me as the aggressor if I even talk. You know what I mean? And so, like, those some of those understandings, you know what I mean? And I've had to learn. You know what I mean? Despite my current situation right now, like in other situations, I've had to learn, like, yo, like if I'm going to be with someone that's going to be of a different ethnicity, you know, of myself, then they got to be culturally, you know, competent they on what's be going woke. on with the street. Yeah, they got to understand. Be woke. You know what I mean? And so, like, you know, my girlfriend, you know, right now, she's Latina, but, you know, at the same token, I threw her through all the checks to make sure we good because I've left plenty of situations where I was like, yo, this ain't going to be healthy for me in the long run because how I am 
as a black man right. and who you are right. as somebody outside of that. And I'll let you know right now, when you come hang on my side, you go hang out with a lot of black people. You know what I mean? So you can't be out Absolutely. here being weird. Flinching and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me? He said flinching. You better not move a muscle. Come over here to Southeast, you better not move a muscle. Oh, thing. man, that has me weak. But yeah, I ain't gonna take up no more of your time. I know you're at the mall right now. I appreciate you, man. And uh, man, we're gonna have to definitely call you again. I wanted to get your ass here as a host. So when you, yes. whenever you're ready to uh, move back to Dago, let me know. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate Grown Folks Business Podcast for putting me on and asking me my opinions anytime. We could always do it again. And um, it's a pleasure uh, just being able to speak with y'all today. Tell people where they can find you at. Absolutely. Um, you can find me on Instagram at nothing but net. Once again, on Instagram at nothing but net. Luca. <laughs> <laughs> and be happening in Dallas because in the previous generation, Dirk Dirk got him a, a, a black queen. Yeah, he did. I mean, Dirk right. They say they say they say no. He would. Uh, she uh, she was black because he would come to he would come to practice with a foil over his plate like <laughs> <laughs> she laced him with it laced him with his lunch. <laughs> oh really. man, that's funny. All right, Brendan, yeah. I'll holler at you. All right, thank y'all so much. All right, now. Okay. Bye. Man, Brunetta is hilarious, man. I'm trying to tell y'all. I wanted to get her in here as a host, man, but the fact that she live in Dallas. But you know what? It, the, the way that the social distancing might be, we might be able to just have her on the phone anyway because it don't look like we're getting out of this shit any anytime soon. Speaking of that, have you ever seen, uh, speaking of black, you know, <laughs> issues and concerns and stuff, have you ever seen Lovecraft Country? Nah, nah. Jonathan told me to start that. It's when a, he started it and I just never got to it. Did you watch Us? Yes. And then did you watch uh, Get Out? Yes. So it's on that same theme of like those eerie vibes. And the only reason why I was thinking about it, right, by the time I got to episode three, I was, it's it's mainly, you know, predominantly black cast. And then, you know, obviously they got some, you know, racial stuff that's in there. And I was like, damn, man, like, can you imagine, like, if we just had movies like this from the jump? Like, when's the first, what's the first black scary movie you could think of? Like Candyman? But, like, all black people. All black people. Tales from the Hood. Exactly. Okay, now <laughs> now we getting on to our point because Tales from the Hood would have aired on what? Shit. <laughs> BET <laughs> at two o'clock in the afternoon and it's some bullshit like low budget film. And so I'm sitting here watching Lovecraft Country and I'm like, yo, this is a weird ass plot and like premise and all that. But I was like, it's shot like so beautifully. Like like Jordan Peele is like incredible. But I was like, damn, can you imagine if we grew up in a society where black act black actors were able to show or showcase their talent on a predominantly white stage such as this. If you get a show, like a black show on HBO, in my opinion, you've made it. You know what I mean? Like, like I've, a, nah, for real. Yeah, no, no, shit. They, they, uh, they casted the BET Awards on CBS this year. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? And I, I have another gripe with them, but it is what it is, man. We talk about, you know, yeah, we, we not gonna get on my whole BET rant. But I was just thinking about that, man. I was like, damn, man, if we were like more casting like in these big films that were like cross cultured or on these white platforms, man, and not necessarily like selling out, like it would be great. Like, but Lovecraft Country, I thought was a really dope movie just for like it's uh it's or not movie TV show just for its boldness. 
All right, man, how much time we got left? Let me just check real quick because we've been rocking. Oh, yeah, we. <laughs> I don't even know if we're going to be able to get through the rest of the episode. Whatever, man, we'll keep going, man. You want to keep going? I'm, I'm good. All right, man, well, yeah, you got about a good 30 minutes left before you know, they started calling. <laughs> all right, man, so let's get into some shit you wasn't outside for, all right? WWE wrestling with your siblings. See, I was outside when it still had the F on it. <laughs> Before they got sued by the World Wildlife Foundation. With the red line underneath it. Yeah, that was my shit. I was big into wrestling. I wouldn't say siblings because I grew up around like pretty much a bunch of people the same age, and we was having like official matches out in the out in the grass. <laughs> so there was like you know the green box, and we had a tree that we could swing on. We was bringing out ladders and chairs, and uh, we had like the fake belts that you can get from like uh, Walmart or whatever. And then, like, had a boom box. And we bought, like, the entrance music. Like, you could buy that from the store. Pick our entrance music. We would come out. It would be full on. Like, we was prepping to be wrestlers. And then we would have full on matches. And we would really get hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom ain't ever got mad at you for, like, like doing wrestling moves against, like, your brother or nothing like that? Well, I wasn't wrestling with him because he pussy. (laughs) Well, she... Yeah, last life. time he tried to wrestle with me, he broke his toe. <laughs> nah, we were just outside. He wasn't into it the same way. He, he doing his own thing. But. I was out here DDTing, German Who? suplexes. You ain't got no siblings? My cousins. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, we we were on the same age bracket. And he was, what was the Triple H's move where you put the arms up? The pedigree. The pedigree. Yeah, I was in there doing hey, that. Hey, man, I've seen someone did that and forgot to let the arms go. Oh, shit. I was like, man, how you survived that? <laughs> <laughs> that's wild, man. That is wild. You always got that, you know, if somebody might come in from the outside, that's not like the core group of people and they want to do it and they're a little too wild, they're doing too much. Yeah. It's like, all right, man, look. This is one of the, these yeah, one of the Certain moments. moves, like, I'm not, I don't need the full suplex in the grass. Like, we ain't, <laughs> we ain't in the bed. Yeah, man, I was thinking about that, man. And then, all right, here's another one. The- I don't know who that is. All right, think about this one. The insensitive nature of playing Cowboys and Indians. <laughs> In 2020, you can't get that off. You know what I mean? Nah. You're not playing Cowboys and Indians at this point. You know, especially with the Washington football team changing their name up and everything. You just can't get off, you know, playing Cowboys. How does that game even work anymore? I just remember the name of it. Is it like tag? I th- I feel like I don't think I I don't think we ever did that. I think it was more like cops and robbers. Cop it, Nah, that's another one too. You don't want to be the white kid playing the cop, and then you got the black kid playing the robbers. Right. We live in a very sensitive time. <laughs> like, like all the and I did. I played cops and robbers. I played, you know, uh, uh, smear the queer. And judging by judging by the way my kids play cop, it's all cops, and we just killing everybody. <laughs> it's very twenty twenty. My kids are terrible police. How, how did how did G come up to you? <laughs> hey, hey, put your hands up. You put them up. You frozen. Pop. <laughs> like, that's not funny, damn he man. watching the news too much yeah he gotta he gotta stop that or that the, the games and stuff that he played like yeah when he said that he had the bat yesterday it was like freeze i was like bro relax <laughs> man like like you on the other side of that coin like you can't you can't come up here playing these type of games but yeah man like those games smear the queer smear the queer man you're not getting off i haven't heard any of those terms since being outside, though, you know, now that we indoors as a society, that's a wild ass game. That's a wild ass game for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just go hurt each other. Yeah. But whoever but, getting hurt is gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. Man. Um, going to see Santa at the mall and taking pictures. You got one of those at the house? 
For my kids, yeah, I never went to see Santa at the mall ever. No, that's Benita, right down the street too. So your mom and your you know, mom, which is crazy, because your mom is like festive Betty, right? You know what I mean? Like that's her thing. Like she just like every time I go in there, like during the holidays when I would come home from college, all the reindeers and Santa be up there. So you ain't got no Santa. But we ain't never did. We ain't never went nowhere. We don't do activities. So why is she so festive but not in the spirit? Shit, we might no. Be she in to a, a deeper, darker. She link in right a, now. she in the spirit. SDG and E kind of killing her spirit a little bit, but I mean, nah. She she told me once, cause like growing up, my house spot, like yeah. everybody always over there. It's, it is what it is. And she told me, oh, the reason I I let you do that is because I know you don't go nowhere. As far as like we don't go, on, we ain't never been. The first vacation I went on was with Jonathan's family. Yeah. First time I ever did this, I'm always doing stuff with other people's family that do stuff, mm. and so she'd allow me to do it if they would have me. But we, I, I never, I think we went to Disneyland once when I was like three. Yeah. But like stuff like that, like we don't do. Yeah. It's just not like, and uh, so, yeah. the unit ain't completely there. Right. So I, we, that's one of the things, man, we ain't got enough time in this episode. We gonna start another segment of, uh, shit. Your kids ain't Privy built to, to deal, yeah, deal yeah. with. Your kids are now growing up privileged now. Oh man. <laughs> they got I could, I'll, I'll just throw one out there to you. We grew up. We had to watch commercials. Yeah. <laughs> these in, there was no skip ad. These button. impatience, man. So so my mom. So I got the YouTube TV on, but my mom don't. She watches the regular cable. Yeah. So they as soon as the commercial on, they start freaking out. Hey, commercial, <laughs> commercial, and I'm like, yo, chill out. Or as soon as something's over, as soon as they see one credit flashing, it's done. It's done. Put the next one on. Mm. So they don't work like that. Yeah. You got about five minutes to look at these. Uh, <laughs> these old people lotions and social security uh that's what i do hate though they keep showing you all the death ones like hey get intruder if you feel like <laughs> you have the measles and if you have stage five liver i'm like fam relax with these man like y'all just bringing down my mood i'm just trying to watch the game right now like i i can't stand those man I, oh but i'm with them on the commercials but then again i'm with now, i get it i don't like watching commercials which i'm glad technology but, not is that it, but hey, they, youtube is nice to give you the nice little music boom, yeah, boom, yeah they boom. not built for it Nah, not at well, all. Well, because everything we watch is on DVO. Like, we don't watch it in live, really, for yeah. the most part, because we always doing something. So we, we we can skip all commercials at all times. The relative ease that life just gives us, man, is crazy now. You're right, though. Half the shit, they're like... But, like, when they come on, it's like, yeah, you're like, okay, but this is normal to me. But they start freaking out. Yeah. The, the impatience is crazy. But, and YouTube by itself, like, if you had them watching the videos, probably made it worse, because they... Like they know how to press. Yeah, they skip. know how to clip that. They know to wait for five, four, three, two, one, and then because <laughs> they know they click it too to early. Five. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. All right, last one. Step on the crack, you break your mama's back. You actually have to be outside to play that game. I play that now, unless you had tile. Do you really? With yeah. the kids? Nah, I, I think there's just something wrong with my brain. No, when I'm at work, <laughs> when I'm walking outside, <laughs> oh, you're telling me you're pre-programmed for yeah, that. Yeah, I, I play by myself. Shut up. Like <laughs> I time, I time my stride. To see if I can get through like this whole however many miles I'm walking. Yeah. To not step on no cracks. <laughs> I probably look nuts on some on certain, oh, for pa- sure. certain patches of my walk because oh, yeah. now that it's fall and the leaves are falling. You can't I, see the crack? No. <laughs> no, I see the crack, but I like to walk towards them and without breaking stride, see if I can crunch the leaf. I'll be doing some weirdo <laughs> shit sometimes out there. I'll sure be in my own world with my headphones on. Since you since you getting that off, I'll get mine <laughs> off, man. There, there's a, like what I try to do is make sure that I make two steps in each wear. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the shit I'm talking about. So yeah. that's the game. I thought, okay, as long as I'm not the only one. 
<laughs> and they're like, oh, wait, this square is a lot bigger. I can get three in. But if I miss timing, I'm about to hit the crack. Right. And then I got to reset my brain. Yeah, man. I try to make sure that, like, and then sometimes if my stride ain't right, then I only get, I get end up with three steps. I'm like, nah, I got to reset. So you was about to leave me here on this ledge. You go, okay, okay. It's a safe space. I didn't know where I you was the at game with too. it. This is the game I play. I had no idea where you was at with it until you said that just now. But yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I, I won't leave you out here hanging. Look, I had two other agenda items that I'm going to get to, that I was going to get to, but I'm only going to get to one. Um, and I'll save the other one. So I seen an ad, and I just want to beat this one to the punch before someone else does. Um, I seen not an ad. I seen an article that when Ticketmaster plans to resume in 2021, that they're gonna have patrons uh, participate in having a COVID test completed before going to a show. Mm. What are your thoughts immediately after hearing that? That ain't gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> And so basically what they were saying was is that if you buy a ticket, obviously there's going to be capacity seating and stuff. We're probably not going to go back to full-blown normal for a few years. Um, that they were going to have people show that they've you know completed a COVID test X amount of days, I believe, prior. And then you would be able to attend. And they're going to be doing also the random checks. that they, I mean, not the random checks, the, the regular health checks and screenings that they do at all pl- places now, like temperature checks and have you been coughing, you know, diarrhea, all that other stuff. And I was thinking, I'm sitting here thinking like, yo, if you sell like 10,000 tickets, like the entry just to get into these places is about to be nuts. You know Yeah, you mean? saw what the zoo looked like yeah, the, the other zoo day. Was, the zoo was crazy like that when we went there, man. It, it turned you around. And I ain't doing it. He was like, yeah. I'm not, I didn't want to be here to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is further incentive. We just go into the park. We'll get out of here. And you get to save your money at the same token. I spent 90 on them tickets, man. Oh, it hurt my soul a little bit. I'm not as cheap as you. I think I just know where my money is going to go. You know what I mean? I, I I, my Every dollar I own got a job. <laughs> I, they just don't always get to do it. Oh, man. So, I mean, that that to me was wild. The other one, I definitely want to save it. And I'll save it for next week. So, then that means I ain't got to think too hard. Shout out to uh, Brunetta for definitely giving us getting us past that time threshold. But we definitely over time right now. All right, man. Let's get into the three tiers. What you got? Man, I ain't thinking of it again. Uh... I'm a three cheers my wife. Okay. She did the funniest shit for my birthday yesterday. What'd she do? I don't know. Uh, so if you've seen the, the Instagram posts, she like her petty, it was very subtle and low key, but because it was that low key, it was hilarious. Well, what did she do? So she posted some old pictures and in each of these pictures, the way she structured the happy birthday or the words or whatever covered some people who are no longer in my life. <laughs> and so it kind of blocked them out without having to uh, Yo, Photoshop it. Yeah, amazing. Her cropping skills was A1. Oh, man. A woman's level of petty is hilarious, man. Well, I couldn't stop laughing. There was a couple of them. Oh, man. All right, man. I want to get my three cheer shout out to uh, Shine, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Glad he's doing better. Yeah, I, I am. I'm mad that he can't come into the U.S., but, I mean, at least he's showing it. Rapper Shine, uh, if y'all remember the the story of Shine, he was with Bad Boy and Denny and them, had that shootout, I think it was in the 90s or maybe early 2000s, ended up doing a 10-year bid. Had one of the top, All 10. In my opinion, yeah. Was, with no good behavior in that a, one. He was in the feds? Yeah. Yeah, when you do when you do fed time, you're going to do like 90% easily. They're not, there is no good behavior in fed time. Fun fact for y'all. Um, but yeah, Shine is now a member of the Belize House of Representatives now. So my man has got some rap clout and now he's in the political realm now. So shout out to Shine, man. <laughs> 
All right, man. So we just gonna get the hell up out of here, man. I, I I ain't got nothing else for the people, man. I'm trying to catch my neighbor. He don't even know. I got cameras. I'm watching, bro. It's right hot now. today too. You be out there all day just working man. on your your short game. Oh, who I, I could have been out there, but that ain't where I'm at now. He, I, I'm on his ass, waiting for him to come outside. And shout out to Jeff too. He always come through with the the premium Zoom link, so we can stay longer than 45 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yo. So she hit me up and she was like, "Yo, uh, you got that Zoom link?" And I was like, uh, well, I, I got stock in Zoom, but I mean, they ain't getting no other money out of me right now, man, until they start doing better. But I guess if I bought it, then it would help out in regards to, uh, you know, them pushing it up or anything like that. So uh, any other closing stuff you got, man? Cool. That's all I needed. All right, man. Thank you all for listening. Episode 16. We out. Lessons. Pretty at me giving more than I was getting So pretty don't come with something, well then I did it Shame to tell my friends how much I do for you Cause they know that you would never do the same for me I wasn't looking for your secrets, they just came to me And they contradicted everything you claim to be I took you to the club and you hugged on somebody that I know And I know them type of hugs Same shit I do to women when I know I used to fuck And I know they with they nigga but they never brought it up I'm down these days, down to do better cause you know I done enough You should lay it down, we'll talk about it when you up But she don't wanna go to sleep, she angry